Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, Philip presents a podcast weekly recap. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. All right, we are back with another episode of the Ask Philip podcast. I decided to wear my Bitcoin shirt today for my live watchers on Facebook and soon to be the people who are watching uh, delayed on YouTube because I opened up my YouTube channel. Uh, I haven't posted any videos on it yet, but there will be videos next week. So make sure you subscribe. Just look up Ask Philip on YouTube. Uh, for channels, and it will it will be there. It's published. It up. Follow me, please. Stop right now. Go to YouTube. Follow me. But we're gonna recap this week's episodes briefly, and then go. And I'm gonna take Fridays to uh, do that and go through go deeper into my investment uh, thesis and playbook because you know I just want to keep breaking it down every single week uh, for folks. So this week. We talked about a couple of different things, right? Uh, and you can find all the episodes on Spotify, uh, Amazon uh, Music, Apple Podcasts, your fav- wherever you play your favorite. It's actually on audible.com too. I found that out on accident. If you got an Audible account, they're on audible.com or you can go straight to the website, askphilip.philipwashingtonjr.com. Um, um, but this week's episodes, we talked about the mega backdoor Roth strategy with Allison Rife Martin, uh, which is a way to put more than $30,000 a year away into a Roth uh, under current rules. We talked. To, we had an EQ series where we talked about stress, worry, and money and how to not let that cost you money. We talked about how getting defensive costs you money. And we talked about imposter syndrome and how to overcome that uh, to build wealth. We also discussed uh, why the IRS allows interest on cash value and life insurance to grow. Um, another episode was, should I sell property before uh, before buying a new one? That episode was with R- Rob the Realtor, and the, uh, the cash value one was with, with John Thurman. And then on Monday, right, I did today, I did the market sell off on Monday, uh, talked about deflation and why having an investment therapist is important. So these were all podcast episodes from from this week. I think I have uh, yeah seven seven episodes so far this week, and it's only Friday. So I'm pumping out lots of content, trying to educate folks. Um, the numbers are going up, so thank you who are supporting. Uh, keep sharing it with your friends. Keep sharing it on social media. Uh, uh, tweet at me if you have any topics you want to discuss. Uh, Ask underscore Philip on Twitter, but let's get deeper into my investment uh, playbook. And so, I, I, if if you follow me on Twitter, you saw I'm I'm starting to think through and shape um, uh, my thesis more about the crypto market in in specific, which is a which is a big part of my macro opportunities uh, investment outlook for the next five five to ten years, and. Um, you know, as uh, uh, 
if you've listened to some of my episodes before, um, you know, I'm, I'm super bullish on Bitcoin, right? And what I needed to do was uh, understand the whole crypto market to build a system and a mental framework around um, how to make it investable, right? Because there's lots of things that just won't work. Some things that will work. Um, uh, and, 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 and just like the dot-com you know, boom of 99, right? Amazon was really the only one to survive that for the most part. But then you still ended up with the Googles, the Facebooks, right? A bunch of other companies, but they came uh, a little bit later. And so this is happening with crypto. And so, you know, my, my mental framework uh, for crypto is like, as I, as I really subdivided it into about five areas that I feel like uh, have proven themselves to be definitely going to be here uh, moving forward. And so let's let's start with Ethereum, right? Ethereum, in, in my mind, has established themselves as the digital payment network, the native digital payment network uh, for um, for digital products, right? So when I say digital products, this is another category I'm gonna get into, but I'm talking about like DeFi, which is decentralized finance, NFTs, right? Both of those are going to be huge. Um, in in uh, creating digital goods, products, and services, um, in, you know, natively uh, in the virtual world. And I'll cover what those are in a second. But Ethereum, at this current moment, you know, I feel like um, if, if you look at the number of developers, right, they have, you know, more developers than even Bitcoin working in the space. Um, they're recruiting the most VC money. They're growing faster and so they are, um, you know, they've won the game of the, what I would call the infrastructure um, for, you know, for building out the the, the, the digital um, economy, right? And Ethereum is different from Ether, right? Ether is like the token. Um, Ethereum is is the network. And so to, 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 to relay, and when, I, and when I'm looking at, uh, you know, when I'm building a crypto thesis, what I'm, what I, what I like to think about is, if, yeah, when I went to college, I was going to study sociology and psychology, and I figured out they were like a science, uh, and I'm terrible at science. But I've always been interested in how people like uh, individually act and as a society act. Because if you if you look at it, and I grew up in a church, like my dad's a pastor, right? I, we spent lots of time in church, and in the story of the Bible is just humans. We do the same things over and over and over again, right? <laughs> you know, so sociologically, um, we just have different wrappers around around what we do. And so, and so if, if you look at, and this, I'm explaining this because this will help you understand Ethereum and the other cryptos. But if you look at, um, if you look at how we used to organize ourselves as a society uh, around economics, we started, we, you know, the earliest um, documentation of it is around religion, right? We used to, the, the you know, our religion was our government, right? It, it, you know, we paid taxes or tithes to the religion. You know, they were our educator. They were our hospitals, our healers. Right, they uh, told us what to think, say whatever. They were they were our media company, right? They were how we did commerce, right? And then we, the printing press was invented, and then we moved to governments because we we were able to, uh, we didn't have to rely on, um, you know, another human to, uh, you know, communicate divine principles to us. We can just read it, right? Because um, uh, it was. Collective. Anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to go into religious politics, but we were able to read thoughts and ideas and think for ourselves versus being um, have somebody thinking for us. And so then we organize around governments, 
right? And so this next generation is us organizing economically um, around, you know, blockchains. Because if you think about what governments do, right, we say, cool, like I'm going to allow the government to, you know, to take some of my money, right, and to uh, jail me or commit violence against me if I don't follow the rules, right, or against my fellow, my fellow neighbor agrees to that, um, for them to like uh, be the enforcer of the rules of society. When you introduce blockchains, right, these rules can be encoded into the, you know, into the, into the system, right, which is a whole other podcast episode that I won't go into, but it's a new way of organizing um, uh, where you can separate like economics from the state <clears throat> from the state by the way and just like when we went from religion to government religion never went away it just its role um around organizing society just diminished so i don't think government's going to go away they have a role and you'll see that in my macro outlook but ethereum is now like the think of it as the you know the new world being built right and it's the operating system for the new virtual world and then you have the people who are staking for this new proof of stake ethereum um, uh, you know, world that are kind of like the landlords, right? You know, um, you know, taxes used to be just rents, right? You used to use, you were a landlord, um, you own the property, and then the people that were on your land would pay you rents, which was translated into taxes, you know, for using the land. And so, on these blockchains, you have fees that are paid, right? And so, the fees in the new Ethereum system are going to be um, paid to the stakers who basically put up money to build the infrastructure for the new system. And if you own the Ether token, right, as as um, as things progress and, um, you know, um, the, the economic, and, I don't, and again, I'm keeping it super simple, but as the system prospers more, you participate in the prosperity of the system by owning the coin, right, Ether. So think of it like the dollar, right? The dollar rose relative to other currencies because our economic system did better um, over time. Um, but the system wasn't just dollars, right? The system was companies who sold goods and products in the system. It was our real estate. It was a lot of things. So Ether is being, you have NFTs being built on top of Ether. You have DeFi built, being built on top of Ether, right? And so um, that is, that's, um, that's Ethereum. Um, in a nutshell, so it's pretty established, right? Will it, will it um, be, you know, uh, is it a for sure bet that it's going to forever be the operating system? I mean, you never really know, but it has a huge lead, right? Right, and and, and um, uh, um, and you're probably in the future going to have like other niche blockchains that do different things, right? Just like you have. You didn't just have America, even though we were the biggest system. You had, you know, you had Switzerland. You had these other kind of niche areas that also had economics. You're probably going to have that in the space too, um, similar to that. But but Ethereum is the uh, big elephant uh, in the room for uh, infrastructure. So then you have NFTs, right? Think of NFTs. Um, NFTs are like good services, products. So it could, you know, just like um, just like we like to. Sp- you know, put up, spend a hundred grand on a car, you know, for, for, for status. Um, these tokens like crypto punks, um, uh, they communicate things to the, the younger generation of status, right? I mean, you, you can look at it in Fortnite, your kids probably play Fortnite and they have these skins and the skins communicate to their friends. Like, 
a, you know, a certain status in, in the gaming world, right? And so you might think it's dumb, but like our grandparents, you know, think it's dumb for us to pay tons of money for a signature, like, you know, a signature on a piece of paper, people pay a lot of money for. So it's, it's all objective. Those are NFTs, um, stable coins and CDCs. Think of that like fiat money. So like, you know, the dollar, the euro, the yen, right? That's taking that money and putting a wrapper around it and bringing it into the digital world. So it's, you know, you know, dollar for dollar, same as the dollar, right? But it, it's stable. Um, but you take the dollar and you convert it to the virtual world. Um, then you have uh, Bitcoin. Uh, before I go there, let me go to DeFi. So DeFi, which is also built on Ethereum um, blockchain. You have DeFi, which is like decentralized finance. So think of that as replacing like banks and um, you know, insurance companies, right, in the digital world. So then you have Bitcoin, right? And so Bitcoin is the, you know, the, 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 the gold of the crypto world, right? It's the safe haven asset of the crypto world. It's the new savings, right? But we actually get, you know, historically have gotten paid money. Uh, to 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 invest in and what Bitcoin what Bitcoin's also developing into with Lightning Network, which I'll cover later, is also a payment system. But but Bitcoin specifically is one where if you if you know in the, in the real world, right, where if you have like the I'm trying to explain this simply, but but Bitcoin is like those who who keep gold, right? So there's a lot of people in the real world that always kept some gold on hand. Um, because if the governments got crazy and out of control, they can just pull their money, pull their you know cash out of the government to put it into gold. Um, because gold was was not could not be manipulated for the most part by governments, right? It was decentralized. It was independent money that had been around for a long period of time. There couldn't be any more printed of it, um, and so that is that is Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the solid foundation. Of the entire crypto space, um, it's the it's the conservative asset of the crypto space. And people might say, "Conservative, Philip, it's been growing like two hundred percent a year, right?" But I'm talking about like of the crypto space, right? That's that, that whole space is growing crazily. But Bitcoin is a conservative, solid foundation, right, of the of the crypto space. Now I go to Lightning Network. The Lightning Network, what it's doing because it's built, it's a it's a proof of stake chain similar to Ethereum, built on top of Bitcoin. Right where um, it's similar to where the people who stake for the Lightning Network, um, you know, are like the landlords who you know collect fees for people who do transactions through uh, the Lightning Network, but they're way cheaper and way faster than Ethereum, right? And the difference that, a, that the Lightning Network is doing in Ethereum is not so. Ethereum is the currency for for the virtual world, right? For buying NFTs for the most part and all that, but Lightning Network it, it, um, is currency for like real world, right? So Lightning Network, I mean, you can buy, you know, you can buy a cup of coffee in El Salvador, right? You can buy a Tesla. Lightning Network allows you to, um, whether you own Bitcoin or not, you can you can send value across the internet, right? Your your, your dollar can will convert to Bitcoin on Lightning Network, transfer to El Salvador, and then convert back to whatever currency uh, the person in El Salvador wants, right? They may keep the Bitcoin, they may convert it to whatever they want to convert it to, but Bitcoin is becoming the the payment net the payment network for like everything in the world, right? And 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 I believe all this all this stuff is going to be like interoperable down the road. Meaning, 
even though Ethereum is the uh, payment network for um, the virtual world, you know, as a default right now, um, just like, you know, uh, just like a Yahoo email can talk to a Google email, right? Because um, they're, they're opened up, which I don't believe they were in the beginning. Um, this this will happen down the road. So, you know, Bitcoin's not really used for NFTs right now. You have to convert your Bitcoin to ETH and get a MetaMask to buy a bunch of these uh, NFTs now, you know, but they'll be interoperable. But 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 um, but Bitcoin allows you to pay for like just about anything on Lightning Network. Um, and so th- these are kind of the different categories of different buckets that you want to think about it in. Like all of them have huge uh, opportunities um, I'll talk more about like how to make money or how I plan to make money on them. I did one episode on it before, um, but I just wanted to kind of give you the mental framework that I'm thinking through and actively, right? I like to actively think through it and thinking through it aloud helps because if I get somebody who says, Oh, Philip, you got this part wrong. Cool. Let me, let me, you know, let me, um, catch that now as I build the system and the process like around it. But, um, as you know, I feel really good about Bitcoin, Right. And I have other ways that I'm making investments in the space um, to hedge what I don't know about the other things. But this, the mental framework is beginning to form because the ecosystem is getting more and more developed, more and more mature, right? Um, and so that's this is, this is crypto. So I hope this helps somebody. Please share the episode, whether you're watching it live, whether you're watching it on YouTube, whether you're listening to it on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Apple Music, Audible, wherever, and. Until we talk next, enjoy your day. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.